Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, here to chat about horror movies. So, first things first, um, if you're noticing any, like, just not disturbances, but, like, things with timing of episodes appearing or not appearing, um, I'm in the process of switching to a different hosting uh, podcast host right now, and I, I want to, I wish you could just, like, get everything prepped ahead of time and then just do it all in one go. And it would be super easy and there wouldn't be any chance for any mistakes, but I've never done this before. And also it seems like there's not really a way to prep except to kind of just start doing it. So from what I know, I should be fine with um, just switching to a different host and getting access to my podcast iTunes account and a few other things. Uh, I think also the Spotify access because that's wrapped in with Anchor FM, which which is what I had used, um, have been using for podcasting so far um and i should be able to just continue to own those rss feeds even though i'm switching to a different host but um if something weird happens it's like three months later you know it's march or april and you're like hmm, i wonder whatever happened to all of them witches um it's shouldn't be me disappearing it should be that i somehow messed something up and maybe that's something weird has happened and i i can't resolve it um so I don't, I don't know really in that case, uh, maybe just search again and maybe there'll be a new feed. Um, but I am hopeful that it should all remain on the same feed, meaning, you know, if you're subscribed now, you'll remain subscribed. If you go to a certain page all the time to see these episodes, you should still go to that same page and see them. Unless you're going to the Anchor FM page because that will not be accessible anymore because I am leaving Anchor FM. So yeah, that's what it is. Um, anyway, uh, this episode is just going to be kind of chat about my favorite movies that I watched in 2021. Um, what that means is just movies that I have watched this year for the first time. It does not mean movies that have to have come out in 2021 because certainly I do not watch a lot of movies that come out in the present year usually. So, um, yeah, just stuff that I've watched that I've enjoyed throughout this year from whatever year they may have originally come from. I've got 10 movies, and I tried to break them up first, five non-horror, and then five horror-type movies. Um, although it might be, you know, some people might consider one of them, like, more sci-fi. But anyway, um, that's what I'm going with. So first, I'm just going to get over the non-horror movies first. Um, no, you know what? I'll start with the horror, because that way people can tune out. They're like, I don't care about the non-horror stuff, because this is obviously a horror podcast. Okay, so I'll start with the horror. So the first one is a 2021 release. Um, one of a handful of 2021 movies I did watch this year, and it is Titan. Well, no one told me about her 
way she lied But it's too late to say you're sorry How would I know? Why should I care? Please don't bother trying to find her She's not there Well, let me tell you about the way she looked The way she acted, the color of her hair Her voice was soft and cool Her eyes were clear and bright But she's not there This I actually watched twice. I watched it first by myself, and then I watched it with a friend, and uh, I thought it was fun. I decided to watch it because of all the sort of press that it was getting about how grotesque it was and body horror and psychosexual things going on, supposedly. Of course, people said that about, um, not Irreversible. Oh, my God. What is that movie? Uh, I don't remember. But anyway, uh, another recent movie. But anyhow... This movie I watched, and I enjoyed it. I had fun. Um, you know, basic story is this woman is... She has a thing for cars, a fetish. Um, very early on in the movie, has sex with a car. And I can say that because most likely, if anyone knows what this movie is, that's like plainly, it's that term, you know, sex with a car or car sex, is usually said in the same breath because it's kind of like the key thing that people know about this movie if they haven't seen it. So anyway, yeah, she has sex with the car and then is potentially impregnated by said car, question mark. So I thought that movie was fun. Uh, not incredibly body horror-esque, at least not to me. I didn't find it super body horror-y. Um, like, to me, is is Rosemary's Baby body horror? In a degree, yes, I guess so. Um, because it gives the idea that there is something, you know, you have this baby which is growing inside you and you can't really control it. But actually, it's bad. You know, it's going to be the devil's child or what have you. Though, I don't remember if Rosemary knows that it's a devil child until it is born, finally. So, is that again, is that body horror? I don't know. But that's how I feel about this movie. Is pregnancy body horror? Yes, I guess so. Even in real life, it's kind of horrifying if, if you think of it a certain way about there's another being growing inside you and sapping up a lot of your you know, food and, and nutrients and everything. Um, but I don't know. Either way, I thought it was good. It's more heartfelt of a movie than you might expect as well. It's not super horrific aside from, you know, a handful of murders that occur. But even then, is it is it really a horror movie? Mm, I guess so, because it's hard to lump it in as anything else. But I thought it was a pretty good uh, movie overall. Um, next movie is Cam from 2018. Breaking top 50. I can taste it. Customer support. How can I help you? Hi, I'm locked out of my account. I think you guys are just replaying an old show or something. I don't think that's possible. We can't do that. Okay, well, does it say my channel is live? Yes, ma'am. Hey, we have a 
person is not me. She looks exactly like you. Weird. Who is she? Unexpected things happen to test us. It isn't safe. What is it? I've watched enough to guess who it'll choose. But I don't know what it is. You stole my face and now I'm going to get it back. You stole my face and now I'm going to get it back. And this one I watched kind of, I was just looking around on Shudder and I think someone had mentioned it on a podcast, so I decided to check it out. And this is a movie about a cam girl who is, you know, doing pretty well on the kind of top cam girls site thing, but not quite well enough. So she pulls a big stunt and then after that something strange happens where it seems like her stream is, is broadcasting, but she isn't doing the stream yet she sees a video, a quote live video playing at that moment with supposedly her in it. So it's a very strange thing where it's like, is my channel for some reason showing old videos or is this new videos that are somehow being done without me being the one doing them? And so it's pretty cool. It has a bit of um, drama surrounding just the girl being a cam girl and her family not knowing specifically. Um, but the, the whole kind of potentially doppelganger thing is more of the focus. So it's, it's kind of creepy in a sense, not a stray horror. I guess it's not a big, you know, it's not a slasher by any means, but I thought it was pretty fun and a unique concept for a movie. So I was happy with that one. Next up is The Bay from 2012. 911, what are you reporting? Sorry, did you say, you say something bad? Where is she bleeding from? Good morning, Marilyn. I am in Claridge, the host of our annual July 4th party. This is the CDC. We're in the middle of some kind of viral outbreak. It's eating their organs, intestines, liver. It goes for kidneys. There's something wrong with the water. This stuff has chemical steroid in it. Hey, we got a situation over the 911 call center, and the system's about to go down. We're just overloaded with calls. Stephanie, you're not answering your phone. I do not want you to get off that boat. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I know they shut down all the roads going into Clarity. Now I'm flying over the water here, and, uh, well, there's just dead fish everywhere. That's <laughs> <laughs> so big, I don't think he fits in this boat. <laughs> you ever seen anything like that? Never seen nothing like what that. What is that? Son of a bitch! You don't just shut down the eastern seaboard without approval from a higher authority. As you can see here, we have these parasites. Oh my god. Isopods eat right through the fish's tongue. There's something really wrong. Help me. It's eating them from the inside. Dispatch. There's bodies everywhere. Do you hear that? What are you doing? Don't get out of the way of me. What are you doing? Don't get out of the way of me. 
easily be looking at a new form evolve. Go away! I'm going to show the world what happened here. If you find this tape, just please get it out. We're going to be okay. Which is a horror film that is framed a lot like a, a doc of some sort. Like this is just kind of video footage that was taken because there was going to be like a nice event in this local town. But something seems to go wrong really quickly where people start like vomiting and looking very sickly with their skin. Um, like getting rashes all over it and people bleeding. And because there was a lot of people out here at this fair potentially eating infected food or drinking infected water. It is just a huge shit show immediately. And watching it devolve is great. I love it. I think it was a great concept and a lot of fun to watch. Very good. I was very pleased with this movie. I'm surprised that until, you know, I heard about it on a podcast that I had really not heard of The Bay before. Um, it seems like it should have gotten more attention it's like really good then again i'm that kind of person who likes those you know pseudo um documentary type movies you know uh but it was fun it was a good it was a good time and i would watch it again i'd watch it with a friend you know totally another movie was without warning from 1994 um this one was the one i was referring to as maybe more sci-fi ish than straight horror but it's presented as a news a news uh, broadcast. Again, one of my favorite things is fake news broadcast movies. I love it. Oh my god, my my peak of all those are from the horror side, Ghost Watch, and from just the general drama side, Special Bulletin. Either one of those, if you've never seen either of those, watch them. But yeah, Without Warning is just another one of these. It's not, you know, peak or cream of the crop, but it's still fun. And it's basically, um, the broadcast begins where there are meteors that have fallen to Earth and they've fallen in like three places on the earth. And normally that's just like, okay, there's a meteor shower maybe. But it's strange and seems like mathematically impossible because the way that all these meteors fell was kind of like in a really special specific geometric pattern. It's like in the same location in different parts of the globe. Um, so it suggests that maybe this was not just a natural occurrence. And it's kind of like, the show or the broadcast goes on as they try to figure out what exactly is happening. And I like that. I think that was fun. You know, a news broadcast gone awry is always a good time, especially if there's some sort of potentially horror or sci-fi element to it. That's just so much better to me. So I think Without Warning is a, a hoot. Definitely watch it if you've never seen it before um, from 1994. I think I watched it on YouTube. Um, it may be available other places as well, but it was also available there when at least when I was watching. So that's where a lot of like TV movies tend to reside. So definitely a good chance to check that out if you haven't seen it yet. And then the last one is Bad Ben from 2016, which was the first in many of the Bad Ben series of uh, films. There it is. 
Not bad for a sheriff's sale, huh? Why would they take their personal belongings with them? Stop it. Are you here right now? Not your home. Well, I got news for you. It is my home. So this is an extremely cheaply made horror film in the sense that the director really just kind of worked with what they had, which was security cameras and other, you know, and just were able to make a film out of that. And it worked really well, in my opinion. Um, the first Bad Ben is about this guy who has purchased this home and, you know, was kind of hanging out there for a while. I think he plans to resell after kind of cleaning it up, making it, you know, more presentable. But... Unfortunately, there seems to be a force, a spirit, something in the house, which he first doesn't notice, but is caught up and, you know, sometimes the video cameras may notice something or he wants to capture the sort of what's going on with the cameras, but sometimes they're always just missing things. So yeah, at first he thinks it's like burglars or somebody playing a trick on him, but over time starts to consider much more supernatural reason for this, uh, these actions in the house. And like I said, basically the entire movie takes place, almost all of it, from the security cameras. There are also times, I believe, when um, there is camera, like a cell phone camera usage to kind of show um, the, main guy, the main guy looking around the property. But for the most part, it is the security cam footage. And it's surprisingly effective, I would say, it works really well, and I cannot say that the other films do work as well because I still haven't seen them, even though when I first saw Bad Ben, I was like, I want to watch some of these other movies, but I ended up not. <laughs> so uh, I can't say if they're really good or not, but at the very least, I really like the original Bad Ben, and if you're into that kind of uh, kind of static shot horror, um, it might be worth a look. So those were my favorite horror-type horror movies. And um, I'm going to go over some others now that are not quite horror or not horror at all. Uh, maybe a bit more sci-fi or a bit more drama, but not horror anymore. So the first one is Yentl from 1983. She was born into a time when the world of study belonged only to men. Yentl for the thousandth time, men and women have different, different obligations, obligations, I know, but... Don't ask why. Her desire to learn was so great 
that to satisfy herself inside, she pretended to be a man outside. So that all the things she wanted to be, he could be. And yet, in all the books she read, nothing could prepare her. Am I? For her feelings as a woman. I can't breathe. Or what was in store for her as a man. Ouch! Just the usual nerves before the wedding. which is a film starring Barbara Streisand. It's a musical, and um, it's about her, the protagonist, who is really wanting to study Jewish religion, um, the Torah, and is not allowed to because it's a historically placed film, and at that time, women were not allowed to study. So what does she do? Of course, she dresses up like a man and then goes to school. And of course, while she is there, there is some drama where she ends up kind of falling for her best friend, of course, a male student, and wrestles with what can be done about that, if anything, and also gets caught up in some very big drama with a girl who uh, is going to maybe end up marrying him, her, excuse me. <laughs> um, but I really like Gentle. The music is great. The story is fun. I really like the playing with sexuality and the consideration of things in this movie that maybe the characters are not straight which for a kind of big budget type movie from the 80s early 80s is interesting to suggest and I didn't expect it um but uh it was pretty good and I really liked it I watched it three times this year which is pretty rare for me to watch a movie that many times in a year uh but I really enjoyed it, and I would recommend it if someone can stand musicals anyway. I don't know if there's a big crossover between the horror musical, horror and musical community. I mean, sometimes there is, uh, but I always feel like I'm the weird one for, for liking both. Either way, definitely recommend Yantel. Next up is Edge of Seventeen from 1998. Well, let me straighten your tag a little. Stand up straight. Turn your head a little to the left. Okay. You are such a tease. Isn't that attractive? <laughs> she your girlfriend? Oh, I don't know. You have a girlfriend? Yeah. His name's Danny. Guess what Frida told me? Rob's gay. Hey, little boy. When you met Dad, did you know right away when you were in love? Give me a hand. Are you talking about someone I know? <laughs> the way it looks, I'm going to end up at Ohio State with you next year. You're going to make me wait that long. 
promise no matter what I say, nothing will change between us. You can tell me anything. Where are we gonna go? This is it. Okay, open. Oh, God. What? It's getting a bit out of hand. Honey, you've shown up at the local queer bar. Oh, Maggie, come on. Maggie. What is Why did you ever kiss me? I'm sorry, Maggie. I just don't want people getting the wrong idea. What idea? People think you're gay. Is that what you want to know? Your whole life, people have said to you, you're going to find the perfect girl, and you're different. I've been trying to decide if I was going to tell you that this was just a phase or to tell you the truth. I need you so bad. Oh, no. Eric, you're my best friend. Nice hair. I tried. Turned orange. It's <laughs> mm, pretty damn good to me. And this is a film about a young gay man who is trying to come to terms with his sexuality and also trying to, you know, accept it and start living a gay life, whatever that means. Um, it's a great coming-of-age film. It does not have a sad or depressing ending. The protagonist does not die. Good thing, um, because a lot of LGBT films are, are known to end with people dying. Um, but that doesn't happen here. So I really appreciate the main character. He was really likable and cute and just, and it also shows kind of like some of the heartlessness in some aspects of the gay community where sometimes there's just casual sex and the protagonist is expecting, oh, uh, we're dating now? Um, but no, these people just want to have sex with you and that's it. And um, because sometimes that certainly occurs. And I think that it was interesting to, you know, Put that there to show that confusion from a young gay person and kind of some of the more darker sides of, or not darker, but just like some of the aspects of gay culture of a specific time and place. Um, I like that there is more to the story than just him as well, like his best friend and what she is going through because unfortunately she had a crush on him. You know, she didn't know he was gay, of course, until later. Um, but there was a lot of go things going on in this movie. The only thing I don't like is that kind of the friend gets basically left behind at a point. And it's really sad because she certainly doesn't deserve that. She is his best friend. She deserves more, even if he can't be with her romantically. So yeah, I really liked Edge of Seventeen and uh, definitely worth checking out. And then next up is Miss 45 from 1981. Every day, on every street, in every city, women are insulted, abused, threatened. someone would you like to go with me 
too beautiful to be a model. What's her secret? What is she hiding? Where is she going? This is one of those films that has been on my list for many, many, many years, and I've never gotten around to watching it for multiple reasons. For Miss 45, uh, for those who don't know, it's a rape-revenge film. And um, for me, I have to be in a really specific mood to be able to watch something like that because normally I'm not expecting an extremely dark, uh, gritty, disturbing film. And also, aside from that, like I've always seen this picture of like this, this nurse, not a nurse, excuse me, um... I've seen this picture of a woman in a nun outfit with like very bright um, lipstick on. And I'm like, I don't know what this picture is saying. Like, is it a sexy movie? What is it? Um, and that kind of turned me off as well from watching it. But I finally sat down and watched it and I was really impressed with Miss 45, okay? Um, it is very dark. Uh, the movie begins with this woman, the protagonist, uh, getting raped multiple times, basically, in a very short span of time. And is kind of, she she has a downfall very quickly because this is so aggressive and shocking to her um, that she cannot really comprehend it, what has occurred. And you get to see kind of from her perspective, PTSD, basically, um, her trauma kind of playing back out in her mind. Um, and what she ends up doing about it is deciding to no longer be a victim ever again for anybody and, you know, arms up with, with guns, becomes a really sudden badass, um, is able to beat up hordes of men, shoot men, all these things, um, and it culminates in kind of astonishing way, in my opinion, so... I was really blown away from by this movie. I didn't expect to really like it, but I think it's actually a very well done film. So if you can stomach a rape revenge film, then this should definitely be on your list. And then after that, I watched Shiva Baby. I think it's really great to like support females, particularly um, female entrepreneurs. Cool. In the future. <laughs> great. Awesome. Danielle! Danielle! Please, Sylvia! is here and her daughter Stephanie. Jessica. Whatever. You should really talk to her, you know? No. It's just a job. Hi! Hi, Hi Mom. I'm so sorry for your loss. No funny business with Maya. Thank you. You think everyone that's by is experimenting? You have zero gaydar. Excuse me, kid. I lived through New York in the 80s. My gaydar is strong as a bull. You can't just, like, show up to, like, the after party for a shiva and like reap the benefits of the buffet she lost so much weight yeah you think she has an eating disorder major again. Sweetheart, feminism isn't exactly what i call a career it's not my know? career it's a lens 
Max worked for your father years ago. Really? Just try to behave yourself today. I'm not gonna blow him in the bathroom. Why do you keep looking over there? Hi, I'm Kim Beckett. I don't think she's pretty. Malibu Barbie is not pretty. I mean, she's just like basic. You are such a good kid. Is she okay? I already have a plan and a path, so. So you just study and uh, don't eat and go out with your beautiful friends, is that it? Is that your life? Yeah. Huh. Yes, that's my life. Wow, lucky you. Mom, 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 mom. Who died? And this one I only heard of because it was listed in the Vinegar Syndrome Partner Labels side of the site. Um, it's from Utopia Pictures, I think. And um, it is basically a movie about this college-aged woman who has to go to basically, um, not a funeral, I guess, a shiva. I am not super aware of like Jewish uh, culture or anything. But it's like, um, you know, everyone comes back after the funeral to the house to kind of just reminisce, talk, chat, and eat some food. So she goes there, but it's a very hard thing for her because there's just so much stress on her shoulders and so many people expecting so many things, like her family disrespecting her decision to basically study feminism in college. They wanted her to become like a doctor or a lawyer type of person um, and other things like that. Like, why doesn't she have a job? Why doesn't she have an internship at a prestigious company? Um, you know, why doesn't she have a boyfriend? All of these things that are everyone is, is projecting onto her about her problems, her supposed problems, things that they don't like about her. Um, you know, people jokingly asking if she's anorexic or something because she's rather thin. Um, other dramatic incidents like the fact that she has been hooking up with men on the side for money and one of her hookups is at this event and is friends with her family. And, oh, wouldn't you know it, but this man who's been using her, you know, for sexual services is married to a woman who shows up at the party as well, you know, and she's pregnant and it's just like, and she already has a child and it's this girl suddenly realizing like, oh my God, like I didn't realize all this about everything, basically, that there is this this whole side that she thinks she's doing something and it's actually really harming potentially someone else's life because this man is married. He's cheating on his wife who he has had a child with, is going to have another child with all of this drama, you know, and then everyone else, the parental expectations, the family expectations. Um, her old ex-girlfriend is there and her mother who doesn't want her to be, you know, gay or bi is like, stay away from that woman basically. So it's just all this, stress compounding and it's like tighter and tighter and things just keep getting worse and worse and you're just like when is something gonna be when is something gonna slip when is something going to be revealed and it's one of those movies that's just like I'm so upset and like tense watching but it was great I would really recommend I would really recommend it if you feel like being stressed uh watch Shiva Baby so yeah um but that is my, that's already it. That's my list of 10 movies that I quite enjoyed this year. And um, 
you know, at least maybe one of those movies might interest you. So at least hopefully you got something from this list. So now it's on to 2022 and to watch a bunch more things. So I think it's going to be a good movie year for me. Um, I kicked it off on January 1st with The Holy Mountain. So uh, that shows you where my head is at. And I'm definitely looking forward to many more movies, checking more things off my uh, watch list, and just having fun. So thank you for listening to this episode of All Them Witches, and I'll be back again soon with another episode.